What's up, everybody, and welcome back to After Dragons. Today is the pregame episode for New Comic Book Day, January 20th, 2021. Uh, we're going to go over the three selections from the Key Collector app. If you don't have that app, make sure and download it here while you're listening to manage your collection and view the upcoming keys uh, for the next few weeks. We'll also review uh, Rob's picks of the week, my, my four picks from the polls and the stories I'm reading that I'm most looking forward to. I've got some honorable mentions for those and then some cover considerations as well before we'll wrap things up with a pre-order plug for a book that's going to be released here down the line. Uh, before we dig in, I just wanted to um, remind everyone to uh, check out our creator interviews. We've still got interviews coming up this week with the whole team from Chain to the Grave a book coming out by IDW, and there should be a review for number one of that book coming out here on the website shortly. Uh, and we're also planning to have Concrete Jungles writer Sheldon Allen, as well as working out uh, an interview time to have the founder and creator of Bad Idea Comics uh, on here for an interview as well. Uh, so look forward look forward to a bunch of creator and, and comic goodness on those uh, on those interview episodes. Uh, I'm also working on a few comic scripts myself, uh, some shorts and some more full-length issues. So if you're a comic artist or if you know any comic artists uh, that would like to collaborate, uh, definitely let me know as I'm looking to get involved here and create some indie books in the process. And without further ado, let's, let's dive into the keys of the week uh, coming from the Key Collector app again. Uh, the first of which is brought to you from Jim Comics on YouTube, and he selected Abbott 1973, number one from Boom. Uh, this is a, a second volume in the Abbott series. The uh, writer is Saladin Ahmed, and the artist is Sami Kivela. Um, the solicit reads, in a new series for fans of Something is Killing the Children and Bitterroot, Saladin Ahmed, the visionary writer behind uh, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, and Sami Kivela, the acclaimed artist behind Tommy Gun Wizards, reunite for this supernatural thriller. Detroit's hardest-hitting journalist, Elena Abbott, is trying to make a fresh start at a new newspaper, but her deadly past isn't ready to let go. The city is days away from the historic election of a black candidate as their new mayor, but a vicious new group has emerged to destroy him, targeting anyone who supports his campaign or the change he represents. That means Abbott, who discovers this group's connection to a dangerous dark magic, has been targeted for certain death, unless she embraces her true power as the Lightbringer to save her city. Wow. That is a, a, a lot going on here in this one. Um, I don't... I don't know the original story, um, Abbott, but it's based here in Detroit. Uh, this one, at least, is, as the title states, in, 19, in the 1970s. Uh, the art style is very cool, and the themes of the book really promise to uh, mirror and reflect some, some real-life issues that we're all facing here today as um, uh, taking a look at some of these stories from different perspectives really brings you down into that level. So I'm sure we're going to see a, a good social commentary here coming from uh, Mr. Ahmed and and Sami Kavella, uh, as well as a great story, as uh, Boom is is definitely an ace publisher when it comes to these kinds of books. 
and some horror books as well, right? Uh, with that, let's go into Gotham City Comics from Mesa, Arizona. They have uh, selected for their key of the week a Marvel book, and that is Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, number one. It's written by Larry Hama. The art is from Dave Watchter, and the cover artist is Philip Tan. Um, it's an Iron Fist epic from legendary creator Larry Hama, like I said. Um, I'm not familiar with Hama's work. I'm still an amateur in comics, as um, many of you know. Or uh, The solicit continues. Someone is killing the ancient dragons that power the heavenly cities, and only Iron Fist and the deadly weapons can stop them. If they can discover who they are in time. Zombie armies, mystical portals, dragon hearts, some of the Marvel Universe's deadliest fighters all converge in one action-packed extravaganza, and the fate of all worlds hangs in the balance. Larry Hama and David Watcher are building a story that hits as hard as the Iron Fist itself. Um, pretty cool covers here with, with Iron Fist powering up. Um, another character that I haven't read a whole lot of, um, Iron Fist's background or seen him much in the in the what little bit of the Avengers I've read, that kind of thing. Uh, but the art in this one is looking awesome from the the preview. Uh, it's this is not on my list, however, so I may I may be checking it out in a trade. On the previous book, Abbott 1973, it is on the list, and for that one, I'm actually seeking the B cover that has a, a silhouetted face of uh, of Elena uh, with some stars kind of behind it as well. It's a very uh, very cool cover and artwork on that one. And for Key Collector's Key of the Week, they've selected a, a very cool cover that I wish I would have known about earlier, and that is Killadelphia number 12, um, and that's cover B, which is a McFarlane variant, and uh, this is coming out from Image, uh, hence the McFarlane uh, cover art, and it is written by Rodney Barnes. The art is from Jason Sean Alexander. Um, man, that guy can really... Can really create and draw. Um, this is the end of the story arc. Um, burn Baby Burn. Conclusion. The smash hit series from Rodney Barnes, the writer behind such hit shows as Marvel Runaways and Stars American Gods, and Jason Sean Alexander, the artist from Spawn. He did an excellent job in Spawn. Um, re uh, so this is reaching its second arc conclusion, and uh, Jupiter and Abigail have decimated the city of brotherly love, and as their reign of terror reaches its climax, things look bleak for our heroes. If Philadelphia stands any chance of survival, James Sangster Sr. and son will have to reach out to one person they never ally themselves with, or else no one will survive the night. But will that be enough to save them, or will the casualties continue? Also included also includes part six of a, a werewolf backup story going on Elysium Gardens. So this is an ongoing that's been picking up some uh, some traction and, and conversation. I have not read Philadelphia. I know I I think I missed the boat. I got another one. Uh, it happens in comics. I think it's just getting comfortable with catching up on series and learning about them as they come. Uh, you can only do so much, but that's what shows like this and um, and Key Collector app, Bueller Comics, all these guys like Jim on YouTube uh, are really trying to talk about upcoming comics and books to keep you in the know, right? Uh, but this was a kick-ass McFarlane cover there, right? Um, definitely a key of the week. If I see it on the racks, I'll be grabbing it, but I think it's going to be gone by the time I manage to get to the shops as it's a... It's pretty fresh, and I don't know if I've seen a lot of duplicate copies of Philadelphia um, in the local shops that I frequent, at least.
Um, so those are the three keys of the week. Uh, the first, then Abbott 1973, number one from Boom. That's from Jim Comics. The second is Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, number one from Marvel, um, selected by Gotham City Comics in Mesa, Arizona. And the third, Philadelphia, number 12, the McFarlane cover from Image, uh, selected by the Key Collector app themselves. Uh, Key Collector Comics. I don't know if they have a physical location there um, or if Key Collector Comics is an online shop. Um, for my four picks, moving into Rob's picks of the week, these are books that I've got on the poll or that I'm I'm just excited for. Um, I'm not going to tell you that these are the money picks. I'm not the speculator that um, many of these folks claim they are. Uh, I'm just enjoying the stories and trying to build up a good collection for myself in doing these um, these picks and these selections. I do seek some keys, but I haven't gone too wild with them, um, you know, ensuring every key is found or, or that kind of thing. Certain titles I definitely have more diligence on collecting though. I think as you get deeper into comics you start collecting more of what you like and kind of find out what type of collecting you're interested in um, and what kind of collecting you can uh, you can afford as there's always a paywall with comic collecting it seems. <clears throat> And uh, eventually you find whatever that is and just realize you can't can't get any more comics than that. <laughs> um, but there are more and more that keep coming. So that's the great thing about the industry as well. Uh, the first pick of the week is has been an excellent book. It's really it's been a pick of the week, I think, every time it's released uh, that I've been aware of it. And that's coming from Aftershock. It's written by the Miranda Brothers, uh, Roy and Inaki Miranda. And the art and cover art is by Inaki Miranda. <clears throat> this story has been awesome, and the colors have been so vivid and bright. Um, the contrast between Humbo's and, H I think, Hototo's um, journey here to this pickup point where a few kids are basically being taken off the off the planet Earth as the rest of it's being left to to die. That they've ruined the planet with a war, and uh, there's a lot going on. But um, there's a crazy contrast with the, the little dude wearing this virtual helmet that shows him this kind of um, kid version of the world all around him and he's still believing he's going to become a superhero kind of thing so he's like this soul beacon of optimism right now it's a it's a really good book um, number four solicit reads humbo's plan for escaping the acceptists might not be enough for the group to make the train headed to megalopolis mother nine that's where they're trying to get to to um, bring a little kid. Uh, this might be the end of the trip. The fragile fantasy world created by Tala. Oh, I'm sorry. Tala is the sister and her little brother is Hitoto. Um, yeah, so the fragile fantasy world created by Tala for her little brother Hitoto finally crumbles under the cruel weight of reality. Uh, tears are the only language left between them. The long journey to the extraction point suddenly reveals the open wound. Ooh, it sounds ominous. There's a few... Uh, a, a few things there that sound ominous for sure. The cover's great. It looks, it looks like it has Hitoto kind of giving the thumbs up and sitting in one of these, these like almost like a mobile suit or like a mech Gundam that they had um, called the Rumble Wars where everyone fought in these suits and that's what kind of destroyed everything. But I'm really, really looking forward to that We Live cover. If you see We Live, I would highly recommend checking it out or waiting for trade and, and uh, check out volume one. 
My second pick of the week is also an Aftershock book. Uh, pretty cool. The Aftershock's taking up uh, taking up the slots here. 50% of the picks are from them uh, of the four here this week. And the second one is uh, I Breathe the Body, number one, by Zach Thompson and Andy McDonald. Um, it's a science fiction horror series about social media, big tech, and influencer culture. Uh, it's the social network meets Hellraiser. When the world's biggest influencer posts something irredeemably horrific online, the world changes in an instant. Now it's up to his social media manager, Ann Stewart, to fan the flames of outrage and create a sensationalist campaign that rewrites the rules of banned content, in quotes. Uh, thus begins a carnival of lust, revulsion, desire, and disgust, all for viral videos. Um, there's a lot of like fungal references with the mushrooms and the spores and breathing a fungal body um, kind of thing going on here. And the cover is just crazy with a dude kind of rising out of mushrooms, uh, real trippy horror stuff going on. Uh, I've seen a little bit of the interiors as well from Andy McDonald, and I think we're really going to be in for a treat here. Uh, so check out I Breathe the Body if you see it. Uh, it's a gruesome cover. You'll know it when you see it as a kind of like a a body there with the organs falling out and uh, these mushrooms growing up all around him. He's, he's like holding up his phone or his digital device, right? So it's it's sure to, ha again, like Abbott, have some great social commentary. And this is coming then from Aftershock. So these indie publishers are really um, finding some themes that are visceral and, and, and finding creators who are weaving stories here around them to explore more of what a comic can be and kind of how comics can affect you or affect the reader or the right the the society here it's pretty cool uh so check out those books from aftershock both both sure to be excellent um my third pick is after talking about these social <laughs> social commentary and, and deep themed books uh this third one is going to be a little bit on the other side of that and uh that is the Scumbag Number Four from Image, written by Rick Remender, with art and cover art from Moreno Denicio and Roland Boschi. Um, Boschi. I'm learning that my pronunciation of these artists is pretty rough, and I do owe uh, uh, a correction to Valerio Schiti, whose name is not pronounced how I was trying to say it this last few times. And Valerio Schiti is the uh, the artist on sword without Ewing. So that's uh, another one I've learned how to say recently. And this guy's la last name, Roland Boski. I'll need to double check. Uh, but the solicit reads, uh, Snowblower Indemnity, part four. The hottest party around is in full swing and Ernie's on the guest list. With Sister Mary there to keep him on track and Scorpionus agents in sight, what's the worst that could happen? Dress is optional, scumbaggery is guaranteed. And this is a, just a... This has been such a crazy story with Ernie, this like literally the last person you would want to be in the position to save Earth. I mean, the last possible guy. He's so rude and crude and just drunk and high or whatever all the way along the, the process. So it's been a really funny book and uh, Reminder is, is, is weaving a tale. It's, it takes some classic superhero tropes and um, really uh, puts a flavor on them. <laughs> And to add to that flavor, this number four cover has an eyes eyes wide shut style 
uh, party, we should say, going on with Ernie just kind of climbing out from the middle of it with a bottle of booze. Um, uh, really, really great covers um, for this book, and, uh, and I'm, I'm digging the story so far. I don't know what it's planned for, uh, if it's just an arc or if it's going to be ongoing, but uh, if you're into that kind of rude and crude uh, and other image books like that or a Reminder fan, uh, check this one out as well. Scumbag number four. The uh, fourth pick of the week for me is Maestro Warren Pax from Marvel. It's written by Peter David with art by Javier P Pina, Pina. And the cover art is Dale Keown. Keown. Man, I'm getting some challenging ones today. Um, Peter David and the Maestro return in a brand new series. Um, the man once known as the Hulk is now neither man nor Hulk. Call him only the Maestro. After, dis after deposing Dystopia's ancient ruler, the Maestro sets his sights even bigger. It's time the entire planet Earth recognized their one true god. But the Maestro isn't the only immortal left, and if he wants to truly dominate the planet, he'll have to face the most powerful beings in creation. Wow. That's uh, going to be fire. I can't wait to read that. I, I love Peter David's uh, Maestro miniseries that um, recently ended, and this is just picking up where that left off, telling the story really of how Hulk woke up uh, and became the Maestro overall. Uh, definitely check out that, that volume one as Hulk goes up against Hercules, who was the original Maestro. And uh, this is just going to follow his descent into madness more and more as he gets closer to that future imperfect tale where we first saw Maestro. Um, this character is just too cool. I'm, I'm really digging Maestro and uh, I need to track down a toy or a statue or something to add to the collection um, with this guy. Um, with that, those are my four picks. That's two from Aftershock. We live number four, and I breathe the body number one. And then we've got the scumbag number four from Image, and Maestro Warren Pax from Marvel. Um, my honorable mentions for the week. Uh, first up would be Black Cat number two, and this is written by Jed McKay with art from C.F. Villa, and the cover artist is Pepe Larraz. And it, it, the solicit reads, a classic game of cat and symbiote. Black Cat has to steal from Noel himself. If you know Felicia Hardy, she never shows up inappropriately dressed. This issue, Felicia gets her own anti-venom costume. Awesome. So we are seeing Black Cat's first anti-venom appearance and uh, anti-venom costume. Costume and the A cover actually has her the anti-venom costume kind of like closing up around her that white um, venom suit. So that's going to be. Uh, excellent and I've really enjoyed the Black Cat series that Jed McKay is telling. They did a little thing with their with renumbering where I guess technically this is like issue 13 but they everyone loves number ones and they restarted with King and Black to um, send Felicia on a new journey. With many of the books that I'm reading I found the events are uh, disruptive of the main plot and the story but for the main Black Cat story the original volume here by Jed was very much monster of the week or heist of the week style in that she was um, had a specific target and was out to get something. Um, this is similar to that, but I, th I, I do see some more overarching plot here. So I'm actually happy to have the Black Cat tie into the King of Black, which is um, pretty um, is an opposing view, I think, towards my other opinions on some of the King of Black tie-ins, uh, like King of Black Marauders that I'll be... Uh, passing on, I believe, or maybe trying to track down after the fact. 
But Black Cat number two is looking great. The story's awesome so far, as Null has everybody um, nullified, as it were. And it's really just a few of these kind of street-level heroes left, like Black Cat and Spider-Man, um, that are going to try and uh, change the tide and, and fix things up. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about Black Cat in the cover considerations here in the last section, or the second-to-last section of the show for us. Um, but the next honorable mention is Daredevil number 25, the second print. And it's written by Chip Zdarsky with art and cover art by Marco Cicchetto. Um, it, and this is the second print of number 25 where Elektra appeared as Daredevil. The second print pays homage to that and rewards um, people late to the call like me because uh, this one actually has Daredevil Electra on the cover, sliding down or jumping down a building here. And that's a book that I missed the I missed all the rush on, um, Daredevil 25 being so hot. And, that's, and it's also a character I haven't read a whole lot about, so it's really just going in the collection there for that first appearance, and then um, I'll give it a read to see sort of um, what kind of story Chip is telling. I've heard some good things about this run um, of the character. I know there's some some diehard Daredevil fans. The final cover consideration, or sorry, honorable mention for us, is uh, Legion of Superheroes number 12. And this is by DC. And uh, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis and Ryan Sook uh, and Wade Vaughn Grobager are the artists. Uh, the cover art is by Ryan Sook as well. I'm going with a, there's a B cover of this that's, uh, I don't actually know who was the artist for that one, but it's bright red and, and orange. It's a very cool book. It's been a little harder to find DC solicits and, and details since they've left the previews the whole thing and they're being distributed differently. It's a whole mess there with DC that's kind of disconnecting them from other comics are making it a little harder to follow. But I did find the solicit, and I've been reading Legion of Superheroes. I love that so far. Um, I, I don't read a whole lot of DC, so it, it was very new to me to just jump into Legion with so many new characters. But I like the style and this kind of galactic story being told so far. The solicit reads, The battle for new Krypton is on. The powerhouse issue features the Legion confronting the greatest challenge of any era, with new Krypton on the verge of destruction at the hands of one of John Kent's deadliest foes. The young hero, the heroes may have to make the ultimate sacrifice to save their friends. Um, but could it lead to the start of a monumental new chapter in the future of the DC universe? Long live the Legion. It's interesting because this is kind of solicited as it starting the future state or something, or like it was supposed to have come before future state. So we're getting it after and maybe it'll fill in some gaps or, uh, or add some more to that story. Either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this, um, um, moving and, and continuing on as I've enjoyed the creative team. They've had some rotating artists, uh, that have sometimes been a little, uh, just different, like the styles are really contrasting in the same book. But overall, I've enjoyed the the giant cast of characters and the story being told. My, uh, I guess I did have four honorable mentions, and that fourth one is Bite Sized, uh, number two from AWA Upshot, written by Colin Bunn with art by Nelson Blake uh, Lee, Nelson Blake Lee, and um, the cover art is by Raza. 
this is, has colors from Snakebite Cortez as well. Um, he does an excellent job here. The solicit reads, when two young siblings excitedly unwrap their final Christmas presents, they discover toy robots unlike anything they've ever seen. And with good reason, what the kids and their parents don't know is that their quaint suburban home just became the beachhead for these self-aware bots that have begun to explore the outside world. And when one of the bots breaks bad, it's going to take a Christmas miracle to stop him. So this book has been based on a, the first, or I should say the first issue had these little robots escaping from a military institution and basically hiding out in this family's house on Christmas Eve. It came out just in time with a kind of December release for Christmas. And now we're going to follow that up as the as the four-issue miniseries continues on this spring. I'm looking forward to the next entry. Cullen Bunn did a great job, and I'm, I, I am really enjoying the AWA books. Uh, that's a publisher I've I started to almost look forward to see what they are putting out every week here uh, recently. It kind of rotates, I think, but they're doing good things. And um, Cullen Bunn is a writer that I've, I've followed onto a few different projects as well. That wraps it up for the honorable mentions, and I've got a few cover considerations to discuss. The first is we're going to jump back to Black Cat number two. The A cover is awesome on Black Cat number two with her anti-venom suit coming up around her. The um, th This number two, though, is the first is, is a rough one because I'm getting three covers uh, because there are two awesome variants. The first is a Peach Momoko variant that is actually... Black Cat sitting among the alien eggs and, and an alien kind of jumping down or launching down on top of her. Uh, so it's rather than her, you know, stealing up the diamonds or taking those, she's grabbing these eggs. Uh, so it's playing against that, um, uh, all these alien covers that have been coming out. And it's a Momoko cover there, so there's just a lot of goodness uh, put into one. I'm really looking forward to that book and um, uh, and this cover. and. So seeing that and seeing the alien black cat cover, I immediately put on the list, but that was before I saw this, uh, the other variant for black cat number two, which is, has a cover art by Arist Den, D-E-Y-N. And man, Den did amazing. It's, it's awesome. It's like black cat flipping through um, flipping through or lowering down through all these like laser grids to grab a diamond, that kind of like classic scene. But it is so it is so well done. It's probably my favorite of the three covers for Black Cat number two. Um, I highly recommend just looking for one of these covers in the shop uh, as a as a cover consideration or as a good way to just get into the Black Cat story. That Den variant is is so crispy. I like that it doesn't have the King of Black references on the cover and it's just um, classic black cat looking looking sly and, and stealing some diamonds. So it's a, check that cover out to see what I'm talking about here and, and if you see any black cat on the shelves or the racks, grab it up. Uh, the next in the cover considerations for me is actually another um, Momoko cover and it is also the first interior art for DC by Jen Bartel, uh, who has been doing um, cover cover art um, for some time, but this is her first interior art. So there's a Bartel cover, uh, that's the A, but then the cover consideration that I've put is the B, which is a Momoko variant, and it has Wonder Woman um, kind of cracking the golden whip here and. I'm kneeling down in a storm that it's just a 
a really dynamic pose and a, a great interpretation of Wonder Woman. Uh, this is a character I'm still coming up to speed uh, and learning more about. But in the new future state, she's some kind of Im she ascends or becomes some kind of immortal or something. There's some teases that Darkseid is involved, so I always like seeing him pop up in the books. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, what Immortal Woman one or sorry what immortal wonder woman number one has to offer uh that's the one of the future state books coming out this week the final cover consideration is from a publisher i've not read from before and that is ablaze um ablaze and this is gung-ho sexy beast number one uh i basically title bought it just because of that, uh, seeing a, a book come through called Gung-Ho Sexy Beast. And I didn't know hardly anything about it and checked out the series. Uh, and the A cover for number one is is pretty awesome. Uh, it's pretty awesome. The, the artistic direction is cool. It's got like a very, like a, a matte kind of green color. Um, and so it's like a simple cover, almost a sketch variant cover. But in front of it is a the silhouette of a lady just like in a bikini, like putting up her hair uh, with a like an AK-47 or a, some kind of automatic rifle leaning against her hip. Like just basically uh, looking off a little bit to the side, you know, she's like putting it up to uh, kick some ass. And I don't know how this book is going to go or what gung-ho is, but uh, man, I'm, I'm jumping on because this cover was cool. And they actually have a really cool cover for the second in the series as well. So I'll probably just pick my favorite covers and, and move through this series. Um, here's to finding out some, uh, some good surprises or stories. The solicit for this reads, The Return of Gung-ho. So it's not actually the first volume. Um, it picks up a few weeks after the events in Short Circuit, so I guess that's the one I need to track down, Gung-Ho Short Circuit, where at Fort Apache, the situation is more tense than ever, as the threat posed by the Rippers adds to an increasingly difficult life for the colony. Kingston briefs the Fort Council on the situation following the stolen goods from the train. The colony is running out of supplies, heavy weapons and ammunition, and so it is decided to ration even more. She orders a team to be set up to find the stolen delivery in the danger zone. She also asks Bagster to put pressure on the government again for help. She believes a white wave is coming, a big attack from the rivers. Man, there's a lot of references in there that I just don't know. Uh, we got to learn all about these characters in the colony and see what kind of world we're in for. And uh, track down volume one. But man, if you see this cover, you'll know it. And I think it's a pretty fresh, uh, pretty fresh cover um, for jumping into a series too. And that cover artist was Daniel Clark. The interior artist by Thomas von Kuhment. And the writer is Benjamin von Eckersberg. Uh, Eckert, Eckertsberg. Uh, those are my three cover considerations. And I'd like to wrap things up with a single pre-order plug. This is the book that's uh, you know, going to be released in a, several months. And it's just something to keep an eye out for. Um, maybe something worth getting on the poll. And this week's pre-order plug is for Flash number 769, published by DC. Uh, and this book is scheduled for release on April 20th, 2021. So uh, happy 420 there uh, for a cannabis connoisseur. And um, not only does it have a, uh, a great release date, but it is written by Jeremy Adams. It has art by David LaFuente and uh, Brandon Peterson. 
the cover art is from Brandon Peterson as well. And there's a cardstock variant of this by Zizu, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, the solicit reads, after an accident pushes Wally West into the time stream, the former Kid Flash lands in the body of his one-time partner, Impulse. Now sprinting through the 30th century side by side with mysterious and, yeah, ridiculous Gold Beetle. Wally must uncover what's causing the destructive explosions that keep propelling him through time and the bodies of other speedsters. So Wally's being, you know, blasted around through to, into other bodies and timelines. But the part that caught my eye, and the reason why this is the pre-order plug, is because Gold Beetle. It's a combination of Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. And uh, it's a lady character whose costume is excellent. Um, this kind of like blue suit with the golden accents and kind of booster gold kind of uh, visor. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with this character. It's just going to be a it's just going to be a funny uh, a funny mashup, and maybe it'll even catch on, right? But this is the first appearance of Gold Beetle, from my understanding. So check out Flash Seven Six Nine and uh, get yourself some 420 reading material. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the pre-order plug. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening and uh, for following the show or liking and subscribing uh, via iTunes. Leave a comment. Anything like that helps to get some traction here and uh, get some more eyes on the on the, the discussions and the books that we're talking about. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at AfterDragons underscore with all of the podcasts and reviews on AfterDragons.com and wherever podcasts are found. And good luck out there today, guys. Go get your keys. Track them down. Thank you.